You did it, guys. You made it to the finale. So pay attention, enjoy as Whitney talks about those pesky lemons and how, well, at the end of the day, you are in control of yourself and how you react and how you do things. So remember, at all times, you are growth and it starts with you. Enjoy. And thank you so much for listening to the You Are Growth podcast season one. Welcoming Miss Whitney with her Pink Lemonade podcast. Thank you so much for being a guest on the show and helping create a place of growth. Now, this this episode is going to be titled, What Do You Do With Those Pesky Lemons? How are you doing today, Whitney? Hey, Vince, and hey, everybody to the UR Growth community. I'm super excited to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining. And remember, guys, at all times, you are growth. And that's on what? Period. Period. Oh, 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 oh. Was that too early? Sorry, I was excited. <laughs> Never too early to be amazing. I love it. So how how are you doing today? How's COVID-19 been treating you? How how have you been, you know, with everything that's going on in today's world? Wow. Um, this has definitely been a, a period of reflection and growth for me. I would definitely say within the last couple of months, it stretched me in ways that I haven't uh, seen ever before just personally and just within my business. But today I feel really good. Um, you know, just a lot of good things happening, a lot of positive energy coming around. So I'm just really excited for what's next. I know there's a lot of things in the world that we can't change. So I try to focus on the things that we can. So you just go ahead and describe who Whitney is to everybody. So everybody knows who you are. Okay, well, Whitney, um, I'm from Columbus, Ohio. That's where I currently am right now. I'm a podcaster. I'm a documentarian. Um, let's see, I'm a business owner. I'm a sister. I'm an aunt. I'm a million and one things rolled into one. But what I like to describe myself as just kind of being a positive force of energy, like really just focusing on how we turn life's lemons into lessons. Ooh, so I have this other uh, speaker who I just actually interviewed. She's on my Instagram. Her name's Lisa Askew. She has a book called When Life Gives You Lemons, We're Not Making Lemonade Anymore. So you guys, you're, you both have a brand that is similar. I love um, her already. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I love how you kind of talked about how you're everything, right? You're a sister, you're, 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 you're a woman, you're a person, and then you're also a business owner. You're also a documentarian. You're also all of those things because at the end of the day, we can't split who we are when we're in business, when we're in personal life. So that's a really good growth in that you know that already, which is awesome. Are you familiar with uh, Simon Sinek's Find Your Why? No. Enlighten me. Oh, snap. So <laughs> Sinek is an amazing First off, he's an amazing speaker. He's an author. He is so many different things. But one of the biggest things that he wrote about is about learning to really kind of understand why you do what you do and what your why is, you know? So if you were to say, 
or ask yourself, what is the reason why you do what you do? What would that be? I think the reason why I do what I do, and I, I consider myself to be someone who's transparent and vulnerable. Um, that's something that I really try to promote, not only on my podcast, but just in real life. But to me, it's really important to look at life and not to look at anything in life as losses. I think a lot of times we focus on things as being negative, when in reality, all of the L's that we truly take in life are lessons. And so for me, I think my why is really making sure that there's some sort of a domino effect, right? Because I believe that when we're sharing ourselves, when we bring our full selves to the table, it inspires other people to do the same thing. And it's a domino effect. Because I think there are too many people wearing a mask, both figuratively and literally in this moment, people are wearing a mask and um, you don't really get to, to to love and really get to know the person behind the mask. We love the mask that they wear, but we don't really get to know them. So that's why it's very important for me to show up and to be authentic every day. And I know that my purpose is to show up authentically because it's going to inspire someone else to do the same. I like that. You know, um, and Simon, Simon always talks about how our why is generally reactionary to mm-hmm. what we're doing, why we do that. Like, why do I continue to do something, stuff like that. But in business and in our personal life, it can't be an afterthought. It has to be a forethought because we have to continue to ask ourselves on a daily basis, why am I getting up in the morning? What am I doing? What does my next day look like? Why is my next day going to look like this before it actually gets there? It's something that we have to be bold with. And also it helps our kind of our relationships, right? If we understand why someone does what they do, we can better effectively communicate with that person and have a better relationship with that person, you know, whether it be in or personally, which is a really good thing to understand. So let's talk about Pink Lemonade Podcast and what that is about. Tell us about what the Pink Lemonade Podcast is. Well, I'm a Beyonce fan. Um, <laughs> I just want to put that out there. And, um, all right. You know what? I thought I liked you too, but apparently. Well, I know. Well, she came out with her Lemonade album in 2016, and it was something that was very profound to me. Um, She was someone who's a really private person. I consider in in the beginning, I used to be a really private person. I never wanted people to see certain parts of me. But you know, once I saw that she was able to kind of shed the layers and kind of show who she was, it got me to start to think, right? You know, because I'm someone, I'm a go-getter. I'm always busy. I'm always doing something. But when have I ever really had time to sit and reflect? And once I actually reflect, do I ever actually share it with other people? So Pink Lemonade really became my refuge, right? It became a place where I was able to articulate things that I was thinking, and it kind of forced me to put myself in a position to think about things that I would never otherwise think about. So really, the podcast is it's a solo podcast. So I, I just started doing interviews on um, my Facebook Live platform, but my actual podcast is a solo podcast. is short. And the reason that I did that is because I really want people to get alone with their thoughts. I want them to really think about who it is that they are and why they do the particular things that they do just going right back to your why so (laughs) so i see that it is something passionate for you that you want to really kind of help people identify what they can do to move forward actually it looks like in a lot of areas right how you can identify an issue or a problem and move forward in that so with that what is it that you do for a living? What what beyond the podcast and beyond beyond um, you know producing such a great show? What else do you do? 
So I am the owner and operator of a company called Speakerazi. And Speakerazi is a content marketing company that helps authors, coaches, and speakers really put their message out there and to bring a little pizzazz to what it is that they do. So I do that in the form of podcast production, social media management, and website development. So she throw glitter on it, guys. She throws glitter on it. (laughs) 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 So in the beginning of this podcast, I asked you what you thought about the comfort zone, the fear zone, the learning zone, and the growth zone. You mentioned that you were in the growth zone. Now, in that call, it talks about finding your purpose, living your dreams, setting those new goals, and conquering objectives. What about the growth zone really kind of gravitated towards you to choose as the level of basically where you're at right now? Well, I I believe that I chose the growth zone because there's not a lot of fears that are holding me back. You know, if you would have asked me this question maybe a couple of years ago, um, I would have given you a totally different answer. I'm just at a place in my life that there are no limits to the things that I want to do in my life. Um, I truly believe that we are limitless in everything that we do. And ultimately, our mind is truly the only barrier that we have. So once I learned how to conquer certain thoughts in my mind, it made it very inevitable that, you know, there were things that I was actually able to do and that I could actually do those things. So for me, being in a growth zone is really just about not just setting goals, but really just crushing goals, you know, really, you know, putting myself in a position to, you know, not just do something. And and for me, goals are something that's intentional now. Like in my early 20s, I made a lot of mistakes because I just wanted to check boxes off of stuff. You know, I wanted to do this by a certain age. I wanted to do that. But I never really understood the why, as we keep talking about. I never understood the why behind I did, why I did some of those things. But now for me, goals are things that, have to be intentional. They have to align with what I believe is my purpose, because if it doesn't align, it's not for me. So that's really awesome because you talk about that as your uh, as one of the biggest things that you have overcome, right? How to stand up unapologetically in who you are. And that's something that you want to teach others to do. How do you plan to do that? I mean, those are things that happen over time. Um, and I think by being transparent with my journey, it, it really helps me to be able to communicate that because I'm not a perfect person. Um, I think sometimes we see success as just kind of this pinnacle. We get to success and then we're just kind of there. It's not like that. Like I think success and attaining certain types of success is an ongoing process and we have to be mindful of that. So for me, um, I think it's important to show people the journey because a lot of times people only see the end result. They only see kind of where you've gotten to. I want people to see everything. I don't care how messy it is. You know, I don't care how sad it is. You know, like you're going to understand the pitfalls and even those good moments that get me to where it is that I'm headed. So that's how I, I how I intend to help people and also and just encourage them to do the same. Like that's really something that that's that's important to me is really making sure that the people who are watching my journey understand their own journey and making sure that they're sharing those with others as well. Wow. So really, it's about setting really kind of healthy boundaries in your life. You- Absolutely. Oh my God. Yes. Boundaries are something that are so important. Um, It's something that I had to learn the hard way. I had to learn how to create non-negotiables for my life because I feel like I was someone who operated, you know, I was just like, hey, I'm a free spirit. I'm going to live and I'm just going to do this. But then, you know, you start to pour from an empty cup. 
you start doing things, you start stretching yourself too thin. And then you realize, you know, you're creating a life that you can't even enjoy. So boundaries became really something that has become a guiding principle. And, you know, and this is not something that, you know, I've just been doing for years. I would probably say most recently, probably within the last two years, I've been really learning how to establish boundaries. And when you establish boundaries, you know, there are things that you may lose in the process because you sacrifice certain things. There are some people who are going to respect your boundaries and those are the people who are for you. And then those are going to be people who don't respect your boundaries. And, you know, and that losing process or, you know, not having those individuals around you can be a hard thing to swallow. You know, it's funny that you talk about that, not only boundaries, but setting proper expectations for those people in your life. I think, I mean, while, while I guess that is a boundary, really, in a general mm-hmm. sense. But absolutely. Wow. You got to teach people how to teach you. Mm. And treat you. OK, there you go. You know, got to set those healthy boundaries, guys, and learn how to say no. I think it's important. Learn how to say, you know what? I can't. No. And and people get so butthurt over that word. Like and, it, and people. Are, oh, it's not how, what you said. It's how you say. How else can I clearly tell you? No. Like, no. Like, I don't understand. We've got to be able to say no. And I was just having a conversation with someone the other day, how we consistently go through life and we talk to people and we engage with people in a way that is selfish. Absolutely. And and what you say about no, I think is important because, you know, that book Shonda Rhimes wrote, The Year of Yes, everyone like raved about it. I read it. That was one of my favorite books, too, at one point. But, you know, I had to have a period where it was my year of no, because I heard one thing at a conference. I'll never forget. I went to a conference in Las Vegas some years ago. And she said that you have to watch your yeses because anything that you say yes to, you're saying no to something else that might be more important. So, you know, so if you have kids and, you know, you're saying yes to late night calls, you're saying no to your kids who might want to play with you at night. You know, you have to think about what are the things that you're ultimately rejecting when you accept something from someone else. Right. And be be quick to be okay with not necessarily saying no, but saying, you know what, let me, can you email me the details so I can give you a proper uh, answer mm-hmm. or, or getting people to email because at the end of the day, I tell people all the time, email me, email me or the details. And then I'll get a text message with all the information and I won't respond to you because I didn't ask you to send me a text message. Mm-hmm. I asked you to send me an email. And if you send me a text message, like if I have a healthy relationship with you, it's different, right? I mean, I'm mm-hmm. different things for different people. But it, if I explicitly say, listen, I have a book calendar, a book schedule, and I have this, 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 this. I always schedule. What I do is I call it scheduling my weaknesses. And what I do, what I do for that is, is I will sometimes forget to eat lunch. That's unhealthy. I need to learn how to eat. Okay. So I put it in my calendar. Eat lunch, and it alarms on my phone. Eat lunch, like sucker. So, uh, but the thing is, is that we've got to be willing to schedule our life to a point where we are able to adequately give somebody a yes and not let anybody down. I think that's important because we let people down when we say yes too much too, which is even ourselves. We do. And I mean, and that's something that you have to learn a hard way when you say yes to too many things. And if you can't deliver, you know, that's something that can dampen your reputation. It changes the way that people feel about you. And while you may have good intentions and you may have every intention to do everything that you said, but sometimes when you're overwhelmed, you can't, you can't do those things. You can't meet those expectations. Exactly. I think that's important to understand. You have to be able to say yes, and you have to be able to say no, and you have to be able to know exactly when to say both of those things. Mm-hmm. And own them, too. 
Mm-hmm. That's another important thing, you know, because you can say yes. And, you know, and if people know you and if they know that you're someone who you might say yes, but I may have, maybe I can get you to change your mind. You have to really be able to own that and not feel like you have to explain yourself. I think that was one of my flaws early on is I always feel like I had to explain myself. I had to explain why I needed to do certain things, but you don't have to explain yourself. You don't owe anybody an explanation. And, and you know, it's funny. I told somebody else, like, honestly, it's none of your business. And they, I'm very blunt. So it's kind mm-hmm. of, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, honestly, it's really none of your business. Um, okay. I was just asking a question. I know you were just asking a question and I'm just giving you an answer. It's none of your business. And, and we've got to be okay with that. We've got to be okay with hearing those things because the reason why that person told you that is because obviously you were pressing a boundary too far and you needed to be told that you needed to be told something point blank, period. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So one of the biggest things that we do as humans is, is we tend to want what we want and we want it now. And if we don't get it, we need somehow, some way to justify why you should give it to me, which is bad. Exactly. And, or at least I think so. What? One is, thing I always, oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Let me hear it. No, I was going to say one thing I always tell people is, you know, don't always be other people's plan A. Because if you say yes too often, and if you're always constantly being that go-to person, you never really give them an opportunity to think about looking for other options because they know that you're always going to be that one. And then you feel obligated to always come through. So never allow other people to make you their only option because Mm. there are other options. Except in dating, guys, I can't, I can't condone that. You, 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 <laughs> you dating somebody be one person, okay? Don't be out here trying to like float the boat, okay? You talking about let me <laughs> over here, help this anchor this out, and put an anchor over here. Let me, you know, no, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Uh, let me clarify. I'm joking, but really? <laughs> that's one of the biggest things that I've come to realize is that I now hold people in my life at, a, at an expectation that they have to meet. And if they don't meet it, then you're just not an avid part of my life. Now you can be an acquaintance. I can do business with you on a, on, a, on something small or minuscule, but if I'm going to do business with you on a regular basis, it's got to be somebody that I can respect enough to tell you no. I mm-hmm. can, and you will respect me enough to be like, okay, I get it. Without, not, without necessarily having to ask why. Now, don't get me wrong. I do believe that asking why is a necessary thing for those people who are personally in your life because they really want to know. Right. And I think it's okay to ask why, but if that person comes and tells you, listen, I don't have an explanation for you. It's just a no right now. You know, and that's just, that's just, it is what it is. And people leave too many doors open in their their life. Uh, I'll get back to you. Um, I don't live in maybe sunshines and rainbows. Okay, this isn't this isn't unicorn land. Okay, I mean I'm sorry. I, this isn't okay. Unicorns don't exist. This is why I don't understand why Google, when you send out an invite to somebody, there's an option for a maybe. Either you're coming or you're not. It annoys me. <laughs> <laughs> it annoys me because if you really think about it, who wants to operate in a maybe? nobody it's like you're throwing me a bone like i don't yes or no and i'm not gonna be hurt by your no just say no or when people have a problem with changing their minds you can change your mind you can change it but don't make me change my mind but you can change your mind 
So if you go from a no to a yes, I'm pleasantly surprised. But if you go from a, but if you, and you go from a yes to a no, I'm pleasantly surprised. But if you say yes, you don't show up, I have a problem. You know what I'm saying? You say maybe, I'm sitting there like trying to plan something. I don't, I don't know what's in my hands. I don't know what to do with that. So I'm automatically take maybes and I put them in the no category. Because it's Absolutely. not something you can do. It's not something you can operate on. So what about, what does your next venture look like? Where are you going from here? I hear you're speaking at an event. Tell us about that. So I am a speaker at Podthon. Um, Podthon 20 is hosted by the Women of Colors Podcasters in conjunction with another organization. And really, um, this is something that's exciting. Um, I'm speaking about how to repurpose your podcast content. This is something that I do very often for my clients because I think repurposing is something that's so important. A lot of people have this false notion that you have to create brand new content all the time every day. And when you do that, you burn out. So the goal of my presentation is to really show people, you know, why repurposing is important, the best ways to repurpose content and ultimately to learn how to work smarter and not harder. Would you say, and I'm sorry, because we're both in the same industry, right? Mm -hmm. And development. So I'm going to ask a question. Okay. Your repurpose, I, I get very careful when I talk about repurposing content. Mm-hmm. The goal of any, or at least it should be, for any podcaster, videographer, somebody who's pushing content in the way that a podcaster does, is to monetize, right? Mm-hmm. Monetization re- does require a level of freshness. Right, mm-hmm. a level of change and a level of n- new content. What would you say the balance is between the two? Well, for me, when I think of repurposing, I'm not just saying this in the sense of repurposing the podcast. I'm thinking about other things, right? So, a podcast, for example, let's say we took the podcast episode that we're recording today. You could easily turn this into a blog post for your website. You could turn this into social media content. You right. can say, you know, if you ask me a question right. about Whitney. What are the top three tips for personal development? And I give it to you. You can turn that into a three-part email series. So when I say repurpose, you know, I'm saying, how can you take what you already have and how do you leverage to create other content? Because, again, what people don't understand is that, yes, you have podcast listeners, but you can use the podcast content to bring in other people who may not even listen to podcasts as well. Right. Exactly. So that's what I mean by repurpose. Yes. And, and the only reason I ask that question is because so many people ask, well, why am I repurposing old content and seeing it again and again and again? You're not repurposing it in the same format. You're repurposing mm-hmm. it for new use. So you're not, you know what I mean? You're not consistently creating something new to push out, but to everyone else, it looks new because let's face it, our attention spans are short. Mm-hmm. I can put a video about the steps that I'm going to take for, for whatever purpose I'm going to take it at. And then later down the line, post it as a one, two, three on Twitter. Because guess what? Twitter is micro blogging. It's important It's understand, to understand how to use your content and where you can move it at. So I agree with you on that. What, um, what, what is Pod, Podcon going to do? What are you speaking on there? Just the the, re, the repurposing concept, just really, yeah, just repurposing is a session. Um, I've already done my session. My session is pre-recorded, and then there's a live there's a live Q and A. So that was fun. Um, did the pre-recording? Uh, there were so many like specs and things that we had to have for the pre-recording, but it came out really well. So I'm very excited about it. So you're only speaking on the topic of repurposing. That's awesome because it's. I say only. What am I saying? 
Um, because that's a huge topic. So I get it. Uh, what is um, what is your goal over the next year? And I see that I think I saw something on social media about some some type of book cover, but I, I could be wrong. Well, I am the author of two books. Um, I have my own book called The Skinny Black Girl's Guide to Freedom that I wrote back in 2017. And I uh, also wrote the foreword of Free to Choose Forgiveness. So it's a book all about how to forgive others. Um, as far as a book, would you say? Is there a new one on the horizon? Potentially. It may, may, may or may not be. It may be called Content Disruptors. It may not be. Oh, snap. <laughs> but yes. To answer your question, there will be a book. Um, this will be a very industry-specific book about content creation. Um, this is something that's really important. So for me, you asked me what I'm doing in the next year, um, really putting an emphasis on just the teaching aspect. So one thing that I didn't mention about myself is that I actually used to be a teacher. I used to be an instructor for both the Ohio Media School and the International College of Broadcasting and Wilberforce University. So I taught social media, also taught English too, but mainly taught social media, built the curriculums for both schools. Um, and you know, it was new for both of them. So that was a really great opportunity for me. And I miss being in the classroom. Um, the classroom was something that I truly love. So my goal in the next year is, you know, as I build my business and build it out and bring on others, I want to really boost my personal brand in the space of online learning and teaching. Mm, wow. That's amazing. So what would you say was, as far as teaching is concerned and education would be the number one thing that you could leave the listeners with today that they can move forward with in their journey of creation? Always be an early adopter. Be someone who is constantly curious. I think that sometimes we reach a plateau where we think we know everything. And I think, you know, sometimes as you get older, you think that an old dog can't learn any tricks, but you truly can. So always be able to open your mind to understanding new concepts, different types of learning, and to always seek out new knowledge. Because as a content creator, like if you're someone who's created content, the best way to create new content is to consume content read books, you know, look at other people, you know, really think about what's being said and then think about what's not being said and formulate your thoughts in the marketplace. So you said constantly reading. What is it that you're reading right now? Ooh, so the book that I'm reading right now, um, I'm actually reading a book by uh, Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts called Never Settle for Safe. It's a really good book. Um, it's just all about healing and just, you know, making sure that you're someone who's really going forward and taking the risks that are necessary in life. I am reading two books right now, one career focused and one personal focused. But um, right now, I guess the one I'm reading is um, for marketing is Carlos Skills book, The End of Marketing right now, uh, which is talking about the end of uh, marketing as we know it and moving into a much more engagement centric uh, marketing tactics. And then the personally, I'm, I'm reading a book called Grace. Oh, wow. OK. I don't I don't tend to give it. And I need to learn how to give it. So I'm reading it, you know. Good. Like I said, identify and understand who you, what your weaknesses are so you can move out of them and move into something great and learn how to overcome. So that's what I'm trying to do with myself and understanding the idea of grace and how to, when to give it, how to give it without feeling like I'm being taken advantage of. That's amazing. Sounds like a podcast topic to me. So. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being a part of the UR Growth Podcast with me. I Loved having you on here. And again, remember, at all times, guys, you are growth. And that's on what? Period. Boom. 
Thank you so much. And if you want to follow Whitney on all of her platforms, what are your platforms, Whitney, that they can follow you on? If you want to learn about the podcast, you can reach me at pinkluminatepodcast.com. I'm on all every major podcasting platform. If you want to learn more about my business, you can visit speakerazi.com. That's the word speaker with an A-Z-Z-I at the end. And of course, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Whitney L. Barkley everywhere. Boom. And she's dropping glitter, guys. I'm just telling you. So, <laughs> well, thank you so much. And I'm sorry for your taste in music and artists, Beyonce. Uh, but you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you so much, Whitney. I appreciate thank it. Thank you. <laughs> no problem.